0: C'est toi You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwire to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Hilary Duff's favorite band, The Faint, from Omaha, Nebraska. And today on the Nardwire Human Serviette Radio Show, I hope you'll continue giving money. That's 604 822. 2487, that's 604-UBC-CITR, or 604-822-1242. Operators are standing by right now to take your money for the CITR fund Drive. We need your money so we, can ti- so we can continue on with programming like this. For instance, coming up today in an Ardwater Human Serviette Radio Show... An interview with Hillary Duff. Yes, please make some pledges to CITR so we can continue bringing you quality programming such as my interview with Hilary Duff today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show and a bit later on the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show an interview with Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses The Fastbacks and Velvet Revolver. Double Duff today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show the only radio station that would allow such programming is, of course, CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So if you don't want CITR to continue programming like Hilary Duff and Velvet Revolver, please do phone in 604-822-1242. That's 604-822-1242. If you make a donation to CITR, not only get the satisfaction of knowing you're helping artists like Hilary Duff and Duff from Guns N' Roses, you also get a whole bunch of neat little goodies, such as CITR Friends cards, T-shirts, etc., etc., and you get the pleasure of donating and looking at your Visa bill, or MasterCard bill, or check, or whatever we'll take at 101.9. $101.90. Thank you, LK, for donating that and donating that the times before that. So please, if you can, keep that in mind while listening today to the Nardwadi Human Serviette Radio Show, 604 822 1242 to donate. CITR is really looking for your money so we can help improve a whole bunch of things around CITR equipment, the news, sports, Discorder. We really do need your cash. So if you do have any cash, please throw it our way today. And keep that in mind while listening today to Hillary Duff. And Duff from Guns and Roses. Double Duff on the Nardwadi Human Serviette radio show here today. 604 822 1242. Please phone in to donate if you can, and you'll win a few little tidbits of information. And you'll also be able to be provided with a few tidbits of information, such as coming up, Gravy Train and then Hillary Duff. Here's Gravy Train with Solo J.O. <laughs> Check, check, check.
1: <laughs> I can, you want me to keep playing this game with you? I'll do it. Check, check, check.
0: Who are you? Hilary Duff. Who are you? I am Nardwara the human serviette. Nice. Hilary Duff, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. It's good to be here. Now, in other parts of Canada, you were serving up some chicken stew. Tell me about that. The chicken stew.
1: It was actually turkey. What was going on there? Uh, well, we were feeding homeless. So um, we were at this um, Hope Mission, and it was really fun. We spent about two hours serving lunch.
0: Now, what were people drinking? Is there Hillary Duff water? I've heard there's Hillary Duff water.
1: You have? How'd you hear that? I've never heard
0: of that. Like Trimline was going to do some sort of water, Hillary Duff water. Really? Wow, that'd be like, cool. What would Hillary Duff water taste like? What does Hillary Duff taste like?
1: Um, probably strawberries. Strawberry water.
0: And here we are, in fact. What vac- does your water taste like? I think it would probably be something the closer you can get to cheese. I love cheese. Do you love cheese, Hilary I Duff? I
1: cheese, too, and I'm not supposed to eat it while I sing, so that's good. So like maybe like brie-flavored water?
0: That would be pretty gross, I think. Really? See, I would enjoy that. You love the brie. You, do you have a disease? Are you addicted to cheese? I am, yes. Now, one item that actually has a lot of cheese on it, Hilary Duff, is the McDonald's Happy Meal.
1: A Happy Meal? Yes, and you were part
0: of a McDonald's Happy Meal with Lizzie McGuire. What was that like, being part? You were in a Happy Meal.
1: I was. I didn't know that. But I'm glad to um, be a part of a Happy Meal make some people happy.
0: Like You didn't see that at all? Like, all the different promotional items, like you being part of a Happy Meal. Like, that's pretty incredible.
1: I didn't see that, no. Maybe it was a Canadian thing.
0: I think it was the United States of America, you know, home of the happy.
1: Oh, really? And this
0: is not a commercial for McDonald's. Right over here, Hillary Duff, I have something I'd like to ask you about. These gentlemen right here, how do they play into the Hillary Duff story? Do you know?
1: I don't know, no.
0: Look at them closely. These gentlemen right here, they play into the Hillary Duff story.
1: They do? How is that?
0: There's a certain band from Omaha, Nebraska that perhaps helped inspire your new album. Really? Hmm. The band called The Faint?
1: The Faint. The Faint. This is The Faint. Oh, you know what? I couldn't tell you what The Faint looked like. They really, like, the album... This is what they look like. <laughs> Good to know.
0: So tell me about The Faint, Hillary Duff.
1: Um, well, The Faint, I listen to one of their records quite a lot, and um, I don't... I never knew what they looked like before, but now I guess I do. So. Did
0: they do some remixing for you as well?
1: They did. They remixed a song. Um, they, they remixed uh, Play With Fire, I believe.
0: So this is what Hilary Duff looks like, and this is what the faint looked like. Yes. Don't we look like twins? Pretty close. I think he's the lead singer. Oh, okay. And Hilary Duff, here we have... I think this is very interesting. Here we have you on the cover of... Shape Magazine. Now, what I find very interesting about this, if you could open it up for a second here to page 74, and we go on your playlist, what do we see there, Hilary Duff, on your play, Don't be afraid. Are you ashamed to show the photos in Shape? I'm not ashamed at all. What I think is amazing here is we have I Love Punk. You are saying I Love Punk in Shape Magazine. Is that, is that wrong? No, that's totally punk. I mean, who else would say I love punk in Shape Magazine? Thank you for spreading the word on punk. Oh, you're welcome. So you do love the punk then, Hilary Duff?
1: I do love some punk music, yes.
0: So I thought I would give you a little gift right here. And what we have is a punk rock calendar. Mm-hmm. This is for you. Thank you. A Nardward Human Serviette Bev Davies punk rock calendar. And if you could turn to number one, what do we have here?
1: You marked the pages for me even. How? What a
0: gentleman. Who do we open up here to? Proving that Hillary Duff is a punk, who do we see? Oh, let's. What band do we see in the top right? The Go Go's. The Go Go's, and of course, the connection is? That my sister and I, we made a Go Go song. Our lips are? Sealed. Which was produced by. I wouldn't know. Wasn't the guy from Goldfinger helping out with that? John Feldman, didn't he help out with that stuff? Oh, you mean my version? I thought you meant their version. No, your version.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, John Feldman.
0: Did John that. Feldman helped out, and he was in a ska band called. Goldfinger, but speaking of ska, we have the specials here. Have you heard of the specials? Not. Believe it or not... Terry Hall from the specials co-wrote Our Lips Are Sealed that you, Hilary Duff, covered.
1: You are a music genius. You know so much.
0: Well, Thank you for helping spread the word here, Hilary Duff. But it continues on. The punkness of Hilary Duff. Check this out here. Turn to number two. If we, You can drop that right there. Just, just drop the specials, Hilary Duff.
1: Throw, to, throw in the specials on the ground.
0: What have we come across here? We have... Who do we have here? Duff McKagan. Mm. This is when he was 16 years old, playing drums for the fastbacks. He's later joined Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver and his name is Duff. Nice. Look at that connection. So, I was thinking, what about Double Duff, a band. Hillary Duff and Duff McKagan together. I'm sure he would be really excited about that. This is when he was 16, so this is like you were rocking when you were 16, because you're all of 19 now.
1: Yes, I am.
0: So this is him, this is your soulmate, Double Duff. Awesome. Hilary Duff, winding up here, I would like to ask you about this particular thing, which I find very interesting. I found this little picture of you, and this is of you in Winnipeg. Yes. Do you like convenience stores?
1: Oh, you know what? Um, it's one of the biggest highlights of our road trip. Yeah.
0: This description of you. Now, here's Hillary Duff. And that's Hillary Duff, isn't it? Yes. And right here, I love this little close-up. And what it says is, the Duffster was recently spotted in Winnipeg buying a variety of binging foods, including a Reese's peanut butter cup, candy bar, potato chips, and other alcohol after-treats. Alcohol. I don't see any alcohol there. No, after alcohol treats. Oh, after alcohol yeah. treats. So I thought that's pretty funny. They're trying to nail you for nailing, for eating chocolate. Are you one of the few uh, Hollywood stars that gets in trouble for eating chocolate?
1: Um, I don't get in trouble. I love chocolate, and but that's actually peanut butter.
0: But Reese's peanut butter? Isn't there chocolate mixed in there?
1: Um, I don't think so. I, the coating is just a candy coating, but inside, I'm kind of like a genius on these because I love them, it's peanut butter, and that's actually... Um, that was for Ryan, who's my security guard.
0: Where is he? Can we point him out here?
1: Uh, where's Ryan at? Yeah,
0: where is your security?
1: Bring the security! I was busting him for wanting a king size instead of a regular size.
0: And winding up here, Hillary Duff, what's wrong with techno? You don't like techno music too much.
1: No, you know what? That was actually a rumor that someone said I didn't like techno. Um, I'm not a huge fan because I don't know much of it, so I can't say I don't like it.
0: I was just wondering, because Eminem hates techno, and Eminem has mentioned you in a song, hasn't he?
1: Look at you are just like the king of connecting things, aren't you?
0: Hilary Duff, what did he say? Hilary Duff is not quite old? Uh, Um, enough. Enough! Well, thank you so much, Hilary Duff. Really appreciate you speaking to me, Nardward, a human story and schooling the kids on the punk rock connections of Hilary Duff. And lastly here, Hilary Duff, I would like to ask you, lastly, lastly, lastly here, will you ever take any fashion advice from Mr. Kojo at all again? Oh, um... You got an argument with him, didn't you? Who is Mr. Kojo and would you ever fight with him? He's a Canadian, that's why I thought I'd ask that. Kojo's a Canadian? Originally from Canada.
1: Oh, really? He's not living here anymore, huh? How do you guys feel about that?
0: He's fighting with Hillary Duff. Uh,
1: no, he's not. We're fine. I don't know if I'd take fashion advice from him, though.
0: Well, thanks much, Hillary Duff. Here we go. Here's your last little present, the punk rock calendar. That's free. You can keep the punk rock calendar and put the go-go's on your wall, and you're going to be contacting Duff McKagan as well.
1: I will. I promise. Maybe not the best
0: goodie bag that you ever got. What's the best goodie bag that you ever got? You know what? I'd say this comes pretty close. All right. Well, thanks much, Hillary Duff. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do-do-do-do-do. doo doot do do still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Our Lips Are Sealed by the Fun Boy 3, written by Terry Hall and Jane Wheatland, performed by the Fun Boy 3. And before that, an interview with... Hilary Duff, who also covers Our Lips Are Sealed. And today on the Nordwater Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Hilary Duff. And Duff McKagan from the Fastbacks, Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver, The Farts, many different bands. The Veins as well. To prepare you for the onslaught that is Duff McKagan, I'm going to be playing a selection from one of the bands that he played with, although he will not be playing on this particular track. Although after the interview, we will play Duff on drums playing with the Fastbacks. The track I'm going to play you is going to be from... From the Fastbacks and his orchestra, it's a compilation CD and the track I'm going to be playing is In America from the Fastbacks, play five of their favourites. And I'm playing this to you on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR. And if you are inclined to make a donation to CITR, we really would appreciate it. A $25 donation gets you one friends card and, well, a whole lot of support from us. A $45 donation gets you two friends cards, a CD. A $60 donation gets you two friends cards, a CITR t shirt, a CD. 101.90 donation gets you two friends cards, one CD, two CHR shirts. $150 donation gets you two friends cards, two CDs, one CHR shirt, or bag, and one hoodie. And a $250 donation gives you two friends cards, two CDs, two CHR shirts, and a bag, and a hoodie if you can contribute a minimum dollars amount of 100 and your local business will really pat you on the back hard cuz we love it when you pumps 3ITR three 3ITR three and that's the great thing about CITR if you're on another radio station and you said 3ITR you could get in trouble but on CITR you're the DJ you're the operator you're in total control you can do whatever you want and if you are listening right now please try to donate the funding drive is wrapping up in the next couple of days 604 822 1242 2, to donate. If you want to continue on hearing programming like Hillary Duff and Duff from Guns and Roses, Velvet Revolver, that's 604-822-1242 to donate to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here's the fast backs. <laughs>
2: Kagan, well, revolver.
0: Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Now, Duff, here we are surrounded by punk posters. So I thought I would ask you something unpunk right off the bat. How did you end up on Canadian Corey Hart's record?
2: I was um, at the studio in L.A. called Conway. I was out of my mind drunk, and I was doing my own recording in the studio next door. Uh, it was about 1993, I think, and. This uh, his backup singer, this this woman I knew. She goes, "Hey, Duff, would you come in and sing?" This this girl, I really, this woman I really respected. And uh, I went in, and it was Corey Hart. And I'm like, "Wow!" Yeah. So I went in and sang, and I, I remember I was I was falling down and, and singing on that thing. He was a really nice guy.
0: Duff, here we are again, as I mentioned, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But I wanted you to give some props, if you could, to the most important band from the northwest, the Fastbacks. What can you say about the Fastbacks? What can I say
2: about Seattle's own Fastbacks Well if you turn it over Seattle's own me Teaching Duff Yeah, Kim, Lulu, Kurt Um, Okay so the the Fastbacks uh, Were a band called Red and Black Before they were called the Fastbacks Kurt played drums um, And uh, they played a few gigs But uh, They wanted a drummer and wanted Kurt To go to his rightful place of playing guitar So they asked me if I'd play drums I hadn't played drums in a band previous to this but uh, I could play drums, sort of. And uh, I think the first song I learned was uh, Baby Blue by Badfinger. And uh, then It's Your Birthday, and onward and onward. And this is
0: one of the few fastback
2: releases that you appear on, right, Duff? The only release... I appear on, yeah.
0: However, the Fastbacks returned some more favors. You joined the band, and then they gave a break for Guns N' Roses. Did Fastbacks provide the first break for Guns N' Roses? Did the Fastbacks let Guns N' Roses open for them for their very first Guns N' Roses gig, Duff? That is correct.
2: Yes. Thank you, Kim Warnick. And, <laughs> and, and we used their gear, and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, we just booked, a, like, a punk rock tour in all the punk rock clubs, because it was 84 or 80, 84. Ish, 85, early 85, and I still had all the numbers for the punk rock clubs. Punk rock was kind of dead by 85, and but the clubs were kind of around. But anyhow, we only made it to the first gig, which was opening for the Fastbacks.
0: In Seattle?
2: In Seattle, of course. And didn't you also at one time give one of your basses to Kim in the
0: Fastbacks? Because I remember she told me you gave a bass to her and had a big, like, scratch in it from your belt buckle.
2: That sounds about right. I know I give her a bass. I don't know about the scratch. Do you wear lots of belt buckles? Um, not anymore. Not like I used to. No. Good question, no. That was a great question.
0: Duff of Velvet Revolver, I also want to ask you about your involvement in this band. Did you play with this band, The Veins, at all? Okay, so
2: chronologically, this is before this. And, uh, yeah, I was bass player for The Veins, and this is probably 79. Yeah, 79. And I think I was about 14. And Did our... you
0: appear on this record, on that particular record? Yeah,
2: man. I'm right, I'm in here somewhere. Uh, Where's the Duff pick on the back of the Veins record? uh, Well, you set your glass down on top of it. Oh, sorry about that. And that Nicotine. That was my name. Oh, I did not know that. That was my punk rock. Name.
0: And you are the ultimate punk. Okay, we're talking about Seattle, but you, as a punk, came up with the Fastbacks to play many a gig. And Duff. in this particular calendar here, uh-huh. Duff, yes. what can you tell me about what calendar, can you yeah. tell me about this photo right here? A young Duff playing with the Fastbacks.
2: Okay, well, okay, so this is you on drums, right, Duff? Yeah, I, I wore these things to cover up my teenage acne that I'd have all around my neck, and uh, so I was probably about. That smiling Buddha. Is that the Buddha? Yep. Probably 14, maybe 15. Tops. Early 15. And, uh. Wearing a DOA shirt? Of course. My DOA was, you gotta realize, was like My Kiss. They were the best band in the land, you know? But, Duff,
0: if you look closely, it looks like you're struggling with your influences, because there's an Adam and the Ants homemade graffiti written on your jeans there.
2: Well, uh, probably my girlfriend put that on there or something.
0: And this was at the Smiling Buddha in Vancouver playing with the Fastbacks, so you're playing drums.
2: Yeah, but Adam and the Ants, you gotta realize their first record before like the whole new romantic thing hit, uh, was like this really cool, odd band. You know? This record came out, and I was like, Wow, what the hell is this? And Punkers liked it. And Duff, we have another poster here
0: from the Fastbacks. Do you remember this gig? Now maybe we should mention the Canadian Rockers, DOA. You mentioned number yeah. before this particular gig. What is interesting about this poster over here? It's kind of interesting, isn't it?
2: I was in two of those bands. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yes, what happened that night? You played in both of those
2: bands? I probably not. I probably played in the Fastbacks that night. And uh, Silly Killers had another drummer before me. Uh, who I came in sometime later. I, I don't know when, but... Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I was in the Passbacks at that point.
0: That's one thing I've always been interested in knowing is, did you go to school with Sir Mix-a-Lot? Did you attend Roosevelt High School yeah. with Sir Mix-a-Lot?
2: Yes, I did, yes.
0: What was Sir Mix-a-Lot baby got back like in high school?
2: You know, the guy was always groovy. He was uh, like the coolest kid in school back then, you know? And there was like a punk, punk rock click sort of, and there was like a rock click and... Uh, then there was, uh, sort of, it wasn't hip-hop or even rap yet, it was, uh, just kind of these cool, sort of, groovy dudes that Sir Mix-a-Lot hung out with, and, uh, but he was the coolest guy around.
0: But Roosevelt High, did Nicky Six of Motley Crue also go there? Like, was it Duff McKagan, Nicky Six, and Sir Mix-a-Lot at Roosevelt High? What a school!
2: Uh, Nicky's got me by a few years, but I, I understood he went there, too, yeah, he's a little older than I am, but, uh. Yeah, a few people went there, that's for sure. Some in the water there.
0: Now, that, your brother, does he work for the Muzak
2: Corporation? That is correct.
0: What is the Muzak Corporation, and how has it helped musicians from Seattle? Like, you know, Mark Arm of Mudhoney was part of Muzak. What is the Muzak Corporation?
2: Uh, it's not elevator music anymore, I know that. It's, uh, I think, you know, uh, if you go to a store somewhere and they're playing rock music or they're playing R&B music or, you know, stuff you know, um... That's usually Muzak, just makes a program of all kinds of music. And you know what? Nowadays it gets musicians uh, paid. It's kind of cool.
0: Now, growing up in Seattle and stuff, did you get any inkling to invest in Microsoft at all? Now you're into the finance. Did you turn down any chances to invest in Microsoft stock or anything like that or become a computer programmer? Uh,
2: no and no.
0: Do you remember any of your friends investing in anything Microsoft And any of your friends or former classmates in the Microsoft or in the computer industry, you know? Because remember, that's the biggest members of the Seattle scene, Microsoft and Nintendo, you know, as opposed to the rock scene, the yeah. computer yeah, scene.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no. What was the question? I don't
0: know. No, investing in stocks,
2: yeah. you know. It, yeah.
0: Duff of Velvet Revolver, you're, of course, aware of Hillary Duff, aren't you? Uh, of course I am. Now, I approached Hillary Duff, and I said to her, Hey, Hillary, would you ever consider being in a band with Duff from Velvet Revolver and calling it Double... D-
2: did she know who I was? So... Yes, she did. Wow.
0: And I said to her, would you consider being in a band with Duff from Velvet Revolver, and she called Double... Double Duff. Oh, oh, I... and then she said to me, "Quote, I'm sure he would be really excited about that."
2: No, like, no,
0: really? Like, yeah, like as if she wouldn't believe that you'd be into being in a band with Hillary oh, Duff. Oh,
2: oh no, I would because I have two little girls, you know, and they're they're way into her.
0: So did you want to address the camera at all, saying hello, Hillary? I'm ready to rock with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, anytime, Hillary. You ready to you know throw down a little bit of rock? I'm here.
0: The, I wanted to ask you about the
2: Velvet Revolver
0: connections to this oh, yeah. particular oh, record right good. here.
2: You are good. Okay, so I haven't seen what this. What is this particular record, if you could tell people? Um, this is the Eastern... Eastern Front. It's a compilation punk record. Um, uh, yes.
0: On this pa- is it 10-Minute Warning, or
2: was it The Farts?
0: The Farts are on here. That was oh, one I'm of sorry, your band know. of farts. We can tell people with The Farts first. Kind of briefly mention, but The Farts with Blaine.
2: Wow, the lewd was on here even. Um... The Farts were this uh, started things started to change into sort of a hardcore thing. You know, back when like these gigs, DOA and the Fastbacks, hardcore hadn't really come out. It was still just sort of innocent punk rock. Um, about this time, uh, bands started to morph, like bands like Battalion of Saints and Channel Three. And uh, there's a band called The Farts, uh, Blaine, who went on to the Accused, of course, and he who went on to Guns and Roses and Velvet Revolver. Yeah. And, um, Paul Soldier was in the farce, uh, who was in a man previous to the farce called Soldier, who were awesome, um...
0: And this particular record is interesting because it's the Eastern Front Comp. You're on it with the farts, but also on it is Wasted Youth. Now, what's the Wasted Youth connection to Velvet Revolver?
2: Wow, good. Yeah, Dave Kushner was in Wasted Youth.
0: So, your future but,
2: bandmate. But he wasn't in Wasted Youth yet. But he eventually did join the band. Okay, you're good, yeah. So, yeah. I
0: mentioned this actually to Queens of the Stone Age, too, because the drummer of Wasted Youth at that time was Joey from Queens of the Stone Age.
2: Yeah, we. it's it's uh, Joey and I have... Have a lot of like common friends from that time
0: and believe it or not this is the first record josh from queens of the stone age ever bought wow so it's weird how this kind of set the blueprint for queens of the stone age and indirectly velvet revolver you got this on cutout actually we borrowed it from citr radio in vancouver bc canada oh is that what that means the c-
2: a promo version yeah. promo version so right. see the kids these days wouldn't know what a cutout is really right a promo, yeah. Well, whatever. We used to have what's what were called cutouts, and you could buy them, they were cheap. And I, I don't know why they would cut them out, but maybe they're all promos they were selling for cheap at the record store. And they'd have this, thing. just quickly here, Duff, winding up. The
0: farts, what I'm not stealing your thunder at all, do you? No, we're getting this time to like wrap it up, you know. We have to wrap it up here, unfortunately, okay. Or maybe we can go a bit longer. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I was wondering about the farts, stuff, just particularly about the farts. Did one of the farts become a world renowned chef? Steve from the Farts. Really? Yeah, I heard he's a world renowned chef.
2: It wouldn't surprise me, but I I never knew him as a culinary guy back then. Do you know but... any
0: rock and roll chefs? Are there any people that you've worked worked? Because a lot of rock and rollers, you know, they do to the cook and who are your favorite rock and roll chefs? Do you have any?
2: No, I guess Steve would maybe if I taste his food, he would be. Blaine was a good cook, actually.
0: Duff, I thought it was amazing. Showing all these punk posters here, you remember, you know, the big bands like DOA or the Subhumans over there, Duff? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also remember bands like East Van Halen. That's incredible. Like bands that never recorded you remember, Duff. Your memory is impeccable.
2: Well, I just played a bunch of gigs up here and played with uh, East Van Halen and all kinds of different bands up here.
0: And winding up here, Duff, in the studio, I saw some footage of Velvet Revolver in the studio, and Scott was wearing a tie. Yes. Is that one of the first people you've recorded just this, this wearing a tie while doing vocals?
2: Uh, if you put it like that, I guess so. But he looks good in a tie, doesn't he?
0: And Duff, thank you very much for your time. Hi. You have a song called The Last... Fight. The Last Fight. Now, speaking of last fights, did you see the YouTube battle between Alex, a.k.a. Axel Rose and Tommy Hilfiger? I did not. I haven't seen it. Because that's an interesting oh, battle. YouTube, huh? Yes, it is. Oh. It's Tommy Hilfiger. Have you bought any Tommy Hilfiger clothes? Because I know you've modeled your bandmate's closing line.
2: Hmm?
0: Have you bought oh, any Tommy man. Hilfiger? Yeah. You know a lot
2: of stuff, don't you? No, Tommy Hilfiger, no. I guess I haven't. Bonnie <laughs>
0: axel Rose versus Tommy Hilfiger.
2: Good time. And
0: Velvet Revolver versus Vancouver Punk. Anything else? Last, you'd like to say about any of these posters here? You mentioned the sub the Subhumans. We didn't mention, did we?
2: No, no. Subhumans are kind of an unsung group, and and uh, there was a UK Subhumans that kind of stole their whole thunder. Uh, but this, you know, the the ultimate like punk rock scene I think in the world was here in Vancouver um, back in '79, '80, '81, and. Subhumans, modern nets, who you haven't brought up? Why, why is that? I'm oh, sorry about that. Why haven't you brought up the modern nets?
0: Uh, I guess so. Uh, well, they have a great song, Barbara, that we can yeah. cut to. Cut to Barbara by the modern nets. And now we're back. That was yeah, a great good. tune, wasn't oh, wow. it? See, I did bring it along in video yeah. form. Okay, thought good. you could trick me there.
2: No, no, I wasn't trying to trick you. But anyhow, subhumans, modern ads, pointed sticks, young uh, Canadians, et, young Canadians, of course. Go, go, go to fucking Hawaii.
0: But it all goes back, and we gotta give her props. It goes okay. back to oh, well, no, actually, it goes back to Kim Warnick and the Fastbacks. Yeah. They're the ones that started all, aren't they? Yeah. Thank you, Kim
2: Warnick. Yeah, of course, man. Kim Warnick is like my. This is my mentor, my rock mentor, still to this day.
0: Well, thanks much, Duff. Anything else you want
2: to add to the people out there at all? Go check out old Vancouver punk rock.
0: Well, thanks much, Duff. Keep on rocking in the free world and do
2: do 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 (laughs) do. Okay, Nardwar. Nice work.
0: Still, still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show, Double Duff Edition. Yes, you just heard right there Duff McKagan on drums two tracks, him drumming not with the fastbacks, but with the farts. You heard Is This the Way and Judgment Day by the Farts from Seattle with Duff on Drums. And before that, from Seattle, Washington, the Fastbacks with Duff on Drums doing It's Your Birthday. The Fastbacks featuring Kim Warnick, vocals and bass, Kurt Block, guitar, Lulu, guitar and vocals, and Duff McKagan on drums and vocals. And before that, an interview with Duff McKagan. And well before that, an interview with Hillary Duff. Double Duff on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. Although Double Duff takes second fiddle to what's going on on CITR these days. The CITR Fund Drive. 604-822-1242 if you'd like to donate. Or... If you like other digits, call 604-822-8648. That's 604-822-8648 or 604 604- 822 822-1242 or you can donate online, c-i-t-r so we can continue bringing programming like this, please! And also you can donate so the equipment will be fresh when you come out to do your own radio show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. When you donate to the fun drive too, as well as getting the satisfaction, you do get neat little prizes. You'll probably never use them but you'll lo- use and lose the knowledge you get from CITR Radio. In fact, 17 years ago today... Friday, October the 12th, 1990 in the Sub Ballroom the Fastbacks played! How weird is that? It was a gig featuring the Posies, the Fastbacks Hammerbox Gas Huffer and many other interesting combos as well. That was 17 years ago tonight at the Sub Ballroom and we just played a whole bunch of little Fastbacks related artifacts going all the way way back there to Hillary Duff. Who knew that Hillary Duff would be connected to the Fastbacks or Fun Boy 3, 604-822-8648. If you want to speak to Fun Boy 3, that's 604-822-8648. Well, not exactly Fun Boy 3, but the fun girls and guys answering the phones here at the CITR Fun Drive. Any little donation would be most, most, most appreciated. Right now, here is a little tidbit more of the Fastbacks. If you were here 17 years ago tonight at the sub ballroom, you would have possibly heard some Fastbacks action of this variety. The Fastbacks. This is for you, Kim. The Fastbacks.
3: guys have been a favorite of ours for a long, long time. They've just come back from a series of dates on the west coast of Canada and the US and Britain. Would you please welcome stiff recording artists, The Pointed Stint. ta How do you make a turtle disappear?
1: No! No, 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 no. It's easy. You merely flush the handle and the turtle disappear. You
4: tell ah! you know for
1: radio.
4: No, no. Anyway, anybody that's listening at home, you must realize that that's Dimwit. He's our drummer. He's very big, but he has a very small brain. This song is called True Love.
0: You're still listening to CITR Fun Drive, 2007, an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, six zero four eight two two. 8648 to donate 604 1242 to donate to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, not the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, but all the shows on CITR. Please put some money for us if you can, so we can continue this programming of stuff that you might have just heard recently, such as, well, just now, you just heard the Pointed Sticks live in 1980 with True Love, and before that, The Pointed Sticks, The Witch, and before that, The Fastbacks covering The Pointed Sticks song, Apology, and that's in a very, very powerful Motor LP, and before that, The Fastbacks doing In the Summer, not featuring Duff McKagan on drums, however, Duff McKagan was in The Fastbacks, and Hillary Duff was in the Hillary Duff band, and that was the theme today in another the Nerd War, Human Serviette Radio Show, Double Duff! The Fastbacks have put out so many records that their genius has infiltrated Nanaimo, British Columbia, Canada, i.e., Jack's Lance Rock records. A lot of their recordings also were recorded in Vancouver in the early days with Dale from Noise to Go, but this particular recording coming up by the Fastbacks, the Fastbacks Live at the Crocodile Cafe, came out on Lance Rock Records from Nanaimo, British Columbia, Canada, who have recently reissued a whole bunch of Nico Case CDs on brilliantly thick cardboard and really thick vinyl as well. It's one thing to have the thick vinyl, but the thick cardboard is so good, so they reissued a whole bunch of Nico Case on vinyl, It's really, with the thick cardboard, I just love the cardboard. Here are the fastbacks live at the Crocodile Cafe. And you can hear them by phoning 604-822-8648. That's 604-822-8648 and pledging to CITR. Or phoning 604-822-1242 to CITR and pledging. Or visiting the website at citr.ca. The fastbacks live at the Crocodile Cafe.
4: Wow. Ah. Doesn't talk between songs. I'm sorry. Sorry we're kind of boring and old up here, but that's our lot in life. This song's called Underneath the Old Bible. Yeah. it's a can-con. It's like percentage right now or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, this, this, this room has a high can-con. Uh- you guys
4: will be played here tonight. <laughs>
3: Good evening. evening. Coming up on the program, a potential agreement amongst CUPE Local 1004 within the city. And homeless shelters across British Columbia will soon be open for 24 hours. And on commentary, Phil Caudry discusses Stephen Harper's maneuvers to control political dialogue in Canada. We'll have all this plus arts, sports, and your weekend weather forecast coming up in the next hour right here on News 101. After pressure from prominent alumni, UBC announced that it will be reinstating its film production program. The university cancelled the program last April in an effort to reduce costs due to the $34 million deficit. Several alumni working in the entertainment industry, such as director Mia Shum, were concerned about UBC's decision, saying the loss of the film production program would be a loss to BC culture. UBC has reinstated the program and will begin accepting applications for September 2008. The program will now offer both bachelor and master's degrees, with an increased emphasis on industry internship and mentorships.